0: Hey everyone, I hope you're all having a great week. I wanted to share a midweek message um, that's tied to a story that I actually heard from Rabbi Malka, and it's a very impactful story and very powerful story that I think you'll all enjoy and understand the lesson. So basically there was a boy named Billy, and Billy was the son of two very nice parents, God-fearing people. Uh, I believe his father was a mechanic and his mother was a teacher. And Billy growing up uh, loved the game of baseball. It was passion in his heart from when he was young and he played it and played it until he got very good. And through elementary school and high school, he pretty much became dominant in his age group. And uh, when Billy was in high school and he was the captain of the team and progressing, you know, the plan was for him to get a scholarship to a college, to a university that has an excellent baseball team and eventually hopefully get recruited and go major. Um, so anyway, Billy's, uh, on this path and, uh, you know, one day he's on the field and he starts to see a little bit blurry and he starts to see some dots and, you know, his eyesight's in and out and he didn't know what was going on, but he sort of ignored it, but it definitely affected his game. And as days and weeks went by where he kept having some of this, you know, blurriness, he figured, okay, maybe I need glasses, contacts. So he went to the eye doctor with his mom to get tested and, uh, you know, to see what was going on and the doctor unfortunately sat him down, looked at his papers and said, Billy, you have a major issue. Um, You have a condition of something that's going on behind your eye and uh, it's a degenerative uh, illness and uh, you're going to lose your eyesight. There's really nothing we could do. You're going to lose your eyesight. And, uh, you know, this was a big shock to Billy, big shock to his mother. They were obviously very sad and scared. They were crying. Um, Of course, just in general, because of life and not being able to see, but even just for Billy's passion and, and, and future of, of baseball and, and doing what he loves and, you know, now having his whole future thrown for a whirlwind. So they go home and they're, uh, they're obviously sad and the mother's praying. She's very faithful and she's begging Hashem for an answer. And sure enough, she lands on an article about some doctor, some eye doctor that has a specific technique or technology of, of surgery where he can actually cure or reverse this condition. So now she looks into it. It's obviously way above budget. It's some crazy price. She finds out where the doctor is, waits outside of the building till he comes out, till she recognizes him, you know, from the photos. And she gets on her knees and she's crying to him, begging him, doctor, please, please, you don't understand, I have a son. His eyesight is a young boy, he's in high school. And she's crying and crying and crying and crying. The doctor's looking down at this woman and and his heart was stirred and he said, ma'am, don't worry. Bring your son to this address at this time. I'm gonna take care of your son. I'm gonna do the surgery and I'm gonna do it for free. It's on me. Wow, doctor, how can I repay you? Thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, miracle, I mean, miracle from Hashem. Long story short, they go in for the surgery. The kid's in there, Billy's in there for a couple of hours. The parents are obviously waiting uh, eagerly in the, in the waiting room. The doctor comes out, says, listen, the surgery was great. Uh, he's patched up. Come back in three days. We're going to take off the patches and we'll be able to see the results. Hopefully, we'll see if he can see or not. We'll see what the situation is. Three days pass. They come back to the hospital. They're slowly unwrapping his head, his face, you know, to take the patches off his eyes. Billy opens his eyes. Sure enough, HD, twenty twenty vision. I could see, I could see. He's yelling. I could see, I could see. Because, you know, it got to a point he really, everything was blurry. It It was, you know... I could see, I could see, they're crying, they're celebrating. Doctor, thank you, how could we repay you? Thank you so much, you saved his life, his future. No, it's okay, my pleasure, it's Hashem. What ended up happening beautifully was that the boy, you know, Billy, was able to continue in his path. He ended up getting his scholarship to college, and years passed where he was thriving in college, and uh, he was doing very well. He was thriving in baseball and life, it was beautiful, he was dating a girl. Anyway, years later, you know, he's in college, and uh, he's with his team on his way to a baseball game, and the bus pulls over at a gas station stop because, you know, you pit stop, restroom drinks. Anyway, he comes off, and he sees a guy struggling with two flat tires, and I mean struggling, not knowing what to do, how to fix it, so, you know, he's the son of a mechanic, so he walks up to the guy to see what the deal is. The guy looks up, doctor, Billy? Wow, this is amazing, what are the odds, how are you, so good to see you, haven't seen you in years, what are you up to, doctor, I'm, I'm playing baseball, um, things are great, I'm dating a girl, wow, I'm so happy Doctor, what happened here, oh, you know, I got two flat tires, a couple miles down, I had to push the car, I made it here, no one really knows how to fix this for me I'm just trying to figure, he goes, listen, doctor, I'm the son of a mechanic, I can help you out Doctor's like, wow, thank you So now, you know, Billy's about to get on his hands and knees to start playing with the car. And uh, his friends go, hey, Billy, uh, we got to go. We're going to be late. It's time to get to the game. So Billy looks at his friends, looks at the doctor, gets up. He says, uh, doctor, I'm so sorry. I got to go. And the doctor goes, what? What do you, what do you mean? He goes, uh, Billy says, listen, I really, I need to go to my friends. I need to go to this game, you know. I'm sorry, doc. And Billy jumps onto the bus and they drive off. And the doctor's standing there with the two flat tires. Now, this story makes you very uncomfortable. There's injustice, there's ingratitude. I mean, if this was your kid, you'd kill the kid, right? And, um, you know, luckily, it's not a true story. I believe Rabbi Marcus said this came from Chavot Alevavot, But there is a very deep lesson in this story in that a part of us, is sort of like Billy. Why? If this was real life, or if this was the parent of the child who went through this, or if this was us, God forbid, where we had a serious situation, but of course we were saved, God willing, and we would do anything for the doctor. We would thank the doctor. I'd miss, forget, forget being late to the game. I won't go to the game. I'm going to help the doctor fix his tires, right? I mean, the doctor literally gave Billy his eyesight back. The doctor literally helped Billy live his life and secure his future. He changed his life. So, God, Hashem, who created our eyesight and gave us our eyesight, or even forget that, who created us from scratch, who made us and gave us everything in our life, not only our eyesight, everything, our senses, to hear, taste, speak, walk, talk, think, live, function, all our family, our friends, our business, God who gives us everything. What happens when the time comes, maybe to pray or to go to shul or to learn Torah or go to a class or visit someone who's sick or visit the aldi- oh, oh, I got uh, to go to my friends right now. Sorry, I can't make minha. I got to go here. Oh, we're going out tonight. I'm sorry, I can't uh, go to minyan farabi. Oh, I can't learn right now. I can't go to this class. I want to just chill on the couch. Or I want to, you know, we come up with these excuses not to do certain things in service of Hashem. Meanwhile, Hashem gifted us everything we have. So how could we not take away time from the things we want to do or feel we need to do or that are important to us to do what's right by Hashem and to give back to Hashem? And, and, and it's not asking for a lot, right? A person could say, well, you? what do you want? I should dedicate my whole life. I should all of a sudden go crazy and go to shul every second and learn Torah all day and do mitzvot all day. No, no, that's not what we're saying. It's more you dedicate your life to Hashem one moment at a time. Maybe, you know, you go to work and you make a sale. You say, you know, I'm going to give a little charity right now. Thank you, Hashem, for the sale. Or you uh, have a beautiful Shabbat with your family and you realize that you, you have a beautiful uh, gift of your family and you, you go visit an orphanage uh, home uh, uh, for, for 20 minutes. Or you visit your grandma who, you know, haven't seen people because she's home and it's been cold outside. Or, you know, you, you say, Hashem, you gave me my eyesight. You know what? I'm going to go... I'm gonna go look at, look at a Humash and study a little bit and, and try to absorb some of your teachings. It's just little moments in time, little acknowledgements. It's, it's even, how about this? It doesn't even have to be an actual service. It's just perception in your mind, the way you appreciate Hashem. Thank you Hashem for this deal. Thank you Hashem for this parking spot. Thank you Hashem for my clothing. Thank you Hashem for my ability to breathe. Just thanking Hashem, appreciating Hashem, communicating with Hashem, acknowledging Hashem. Showing Hashem that we know He's here and that we we appreciate everything. And by the way, Kabbalah says that when you appreciate Hashem and you show gratitude to Hashem and you thank Hashem, it gives you more emunah in Hashem. And when you have more emunah, when you have more faith, you have a better quality life. Because you're living with the Creator. You're acknowledging that everything you have is from Hashem. And you're acknowledging that everything is in Hashem's control. And you're acknowledging that all your success is due to Hashem. And why is that a good quality of life? Because when all the burdens of life and the difficulties and struggles and challenges and pain of life are put upon you, it's not such a heavy weight on your shoulders because you are relying a little bit on that faith and on that trust um, that you have in Hashem, right? And a good analogy is like a five-year-old child who relies on his parents, right? A child who lives at home, the, the, the temperature in the room is nice, he's fed, he's taken care of, he has a shower, he has clothing, his parents drive him around, they buy him stuff, The kid has a pretty decent life. If he just hangs around the house and grows up in the house, his parents will likely take care of him. But if a five-year-old all of a sudden says, nope, I don't want to live with my parents, I don't want to acknowledge them, I wanna be out on my own, I'm in control of my own life, and this five-year-old leaves the house, he's gonna have a very rough life. He's gonna have a lot of trials and tribulations, and he's not gonna have anyone to lean on. You know, that's part of the purpose of parents is to help a child grow and build their life. The child has someone to lean on. So it's very, very important for us to give that acknowledgement and gratitude to Hashem because it will also strengthen our faith in Hashem, which will also make us more optimistic, more confident in life, um, and, and just happier because we're perceiving what we're grateful for. We're perceiving the blessing we have. And what's amazing about that is that Kabbalah says when you change your perception of Hashem, when you bring Hashem into your life in a positive way, and you talk to gra- uh, with gratitude to Hashem and Again, you, you, you change your relationship with Hashem. It actually changes your relationship with other people, other human beings. You start being more positive to people. You start being more grateful and gracious to people. You start giving people the benefit of the doubt. You start judging people favorably. And this actually improves the quality of the relationships in your life. Now you have better relationships. Now you're naturally happier and healthier and more optimistic as a person because the quality of your relationships are better. And, and we're social creatures, it's very important that we have good relationships. And what does the Kabbalah say? When you change your relationship with other people, it then changes your relationship with yourself. So now we view ourselves differently. Now we're viewing ourselves favorably. We're viewing our good points rather than our bad points. We're not bashing ourselves as much. We're not persecuting ourselves as much. We're kinder to ourselves, we love ourselves more, we have more confidence, more courage, more self-esteem, self-worth, more emunah ourselves. We don't need the approval and acceptance of other people where we're insecure and we feel that we're not good enough and we're... No, there's more more love to ourselves. And then what does the Kabbalah end with this train of thinking? Is that once you have these qualities then yourself, you can pass them on to your children. Meaning, when you have a healthy, positive, gratitude-driven relationship with Hashem, you start having those types of relationships with human beings. Where you appreciate people, you're kind to people, you judge people favorably. Once you start having healthy, positive relationships with other people, you start perceiving yourself that way too. You're kinder to yourself. You have healthier self-talk, internal dialogue. And then once you have that and all the qualities we just mentioned, you can pass it on to your children. Why? Rabbi Arush says, How can you give something to your child that you don't have yourself, right? If we have $1,000, we can give someone $1,000. But if we have $1,000, we can't give someone $2,000. And if you have nothing, you have nothing to give. So if we have emunah, faith, and havat Yisrael, loving our fellow, and love to ourselves, we can pass these qualities on to our children and gift them these same things. And we can help others in the world too. I'm saying that are not our children. You can give to the world. And the proof is actually in the parashiot we just read, right? Why did Sarah... Blindly follow Avraham throughout his life It's because Abraham had such emunah That it rubbed off on Sarah Why did the Torah not say Akedah Yitzchak Here's another example Was also a test for Yitzchak Meaning Yitzchak had full emunah And he went along with the whole thing fully So to answer this question There's another question How did Yitzchak have such blind faith anyway? Because he inherited it from Avraham Why was the Torah more impressed with Avraham Than Yitzchak with the emunah? because Yitzchak got it from Avraham. Avraham was filled with Emunah and it transferred right into Yitzchak. So the point here is if we can learn to live with more gratitude, more awareness, more service to Hashem, know where things come from, right? Comes from Hashem, will ultimately improve our relationships and perception of others. And by the way, that's why kibud avaim, respecting your parents and honoring your parents and loving your parents, is very close to the side of the mitzvot about appreciating Hashem and loving Hashem and and having Hashem as your God. Because when you respect Hashem and show appreciation to Hashem, you'll ultimately have respect and appreciation for your parents because you'll realize what comes from them also, how you benefit from them. So now those relationships improve. And then like we said, when your perception and relationship with others and with Hashem improves, ultimately your relationship with yourself improves. You start living happier and healthier within yourself, and then ultimately we can pass all these nice qualities over to our children and have them live better lives. Because like we said, life is better with Emunah than without. It's so God willing, we can all continue to grow in our appreciation and gratitude to Hashem, in our appreciation and, 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 and love and kindness to others, and ultimately to ourselves.